fanboys and fangirls. Welcome back to another episode of the What the Fanboy Show. How's it going? Smooth. You alright over there? Me? You good? Or him? You. Both of you. Why? All of us. Have gaseous issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so goodness. Well, tonight we are gonna um, get into some big reviews here in a, in a few minutes, but uh, before we dive deep into those things, I want to... Um, since Tyler missed out on our peripheral talk last week, he hadn't been caught up, I wanted to make sure we had the opportunity to get his thoughts on episode three, and then we can talk real quick about episode four. It's kind of what we're going through right now. Um, do a little TV talk, deep dive, just for a few minutes, and then we'll get into the episode proper. So Tyler, what did you think of three and four? Uh, so I, I, I watched them pretty much back to back, Sure. so it's hard I mean, to... They may dif- blend together. Well, yeah, we can, yeah, it's hard to differentiate. You're fine. But I did really like both episodes. I, I really like what this show's doing. I really enjoy kind of this uh, this genre of, of thing, mm-hmm. whether that be across books, games, movies, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think this show is doing a really, really good job of, of moving this story along at a pace that feels natural. Um, I think my biggest takeaway, without diving into individual scenes... Is I've heard a lot that William Gibson, who is the author of these this book, um, writes very kind of complex stories, and uh, I, I I can see that starting to kind of unfold. Yeah. So uh, I, I like it a lot. I'm really excited for it. Cool, Luke. What do you think about four? I I love how they deal with. Her body when she's not in it. Mm, I so just think cool. it's hilarious. I just played Foursquare. Yeah, she's in a box, <laughs> just like all over the map. How how I'll much be... how much of a running gag do you think that was like on set when they were oh. filming? <laughs> I bet they were thinking of just like the most ridiculous things they could do for sure to not yeah. feel like out of the show. Yeah. Yep. Are we? Are we? I can't remember. Are we doing like spoilers we at can, all? Or I think so. I mean. This is kind of t- what TV talks all about. Yeah. Let's get into some of those spoiler yeah. things. Dive in. Okay. Then. So yeah, th- th- we are going to be talking some spoilers for peripheral for just a few minutes. You can always jump back here, and probably by eight fifteen, we'll be moving on to other things. So I feel like it's a story beat. I should have just known they were going to do, mm-hmm. which is having the guy with no legs. Yeah. Walk in the robot body. Yeah. And they did. And I was like, of course. And I'm really excited to. I'm really excited for his story. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Yes, and we've seen some like hints at it in trailers. Yeah, there's like a looks like an army flashback. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and like what we kind of get in episode four is that they want two more peripherals. Um, Dude, that's going to be so cool when they're all I... dropping in in their <laughs> robot bodies in the future. Well, and I wonder too. The the question I have for that specifically is. How does Burton's haptics impact how his body interacts with the peripheral? Mm. Like, that's the question that is in my mind constantly. Double haptics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, is he basically going to be, like, Bruce Lee in Superman's body? Like, he's going to be insane, (laughs) right? Like, I'm just very curious how all that works. Also, um, I can't remember her name, but the lady from Bly Manor is an awesome, awesome, awesome villain. Freaking yes. love her. Yeah. She's so good. Mm-hmm. So good. 
you know, I could not remember where she was from. Yeah, she's from And I'm, I'm watching every episode, like, I know I remember her from I had something. to look it up, because, like, she comes into the... I thought it was, three. like, the 100 or something. She comes mm. in, well, because Eli is from the 100, yeah. so, or the 100, so it's kind of... It's so man, weird that Bly he's Manor. in that. But, yeah, Blind Manor. I was oh, watching yeah. it, and I was like, dude, what is she from? I thought it was Paper Girls. I thought it was the lady from Paper Girls. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no. She's from the 100. Yeah. I okay. was like, that's not her. And then I had to look it up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think she's also from Harry Potter. I almost said Harry Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. But, uh, no, she's a great villain. I'm very excited. She's ruthless, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ruthless. Mm-hmm. Super in for that. Yeah. Another character who's ruthless who don't know if he's bad, but the Lev? dude who, like, hired... Lev? Lev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lev. She's like, eh, I'm going to kill my family. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, like, my trust with you just went out the window. Yeah, so my question, I, I do have a question <laughs> on that. Um, like, he kind of gives, like, this really veiled speech about um, existential nihilism. And I was like, what is he saying? <laughs> like, what are we going for? Like, what, what is he saying there? I, I don't really understand his motivations yet. Mm. And that was when I was like, now I believe the things about William Gibson. Now I understand. I'm very confused, sir. Is he an interesting fellow? He's just the author. Um, and everybody's kind of criticisms about his books is they're just really hard to <laughs> understand. Ah, they're complicated. He's, he's often... Re- uh, compared to guy. Philip K. Dick, sounds like a uh, a perfect pairing with Jonathan Nolan or, and uh, and or Lisa Joyce. Yeah, <laughs> they like to take on those complex writings and authors and deal yeah, with big ideas like that. He's so. often compared to Philip K. Dick, so you know, Blade Runner mm-hmm. stuff. So uh, no, I I think it's I think it's awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. also sorry, this is more episode three, but that's okay. We got some reveal about. Kind of Wilfred and uh, his past in Alita. And, yeah, and Alita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought it was so weird because I noticed it in the first few episodes. They referred to him as Wilf and Wolf. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are they doing that? And I'm glad, <laughs> like, we, I, I thought maybe that they were like, are we, uh, like, is, did they forget his name like, when, they were, when they were writing this? But, like, obviously it serves a story. So I thought that was just. Really interesting. That's one of those little things that I, I really appreciate when shows or, or books or movies do. It's like there's, you know, people will have little nicknames mm-hmm. or, you know, re- refer to you as maybe something slightly different. Um, and to keep that continuity in, in, a, in the show where it might actually confuse people um, as long as it's addressed at some point. Then I think that's good. I think that's just good writing. I think the way it, it was layers. addressed, the way it was addressed, was really good too. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. was. We're gonna show you it first, and then we'll explain it. Yep. and I, I like that. Yep. Um, are we addressing chat? Yeah, because I think I think Game Lord Master brings up an interesting uh, topic. Absolutely about Lev. You brought up Lev and how he kind of went back and wiped out his family. They mentioned Stubbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it feels like multiple timeline type of things. Because he talks how he does it multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. new Stubb, kill the family again. Um, which just gets into the whole, like, back to the future timeline <laughs> argument. How, you know, there there's really no rules with time travel. It's just what 
rules you make up for your own property. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Maybe a... It, hopefully it's not too confusing. Yeah, I wonder if there's... It could be, there could be an interesting there thing there with maybe, like... I don't know. I feel like this show could get away with trying something like splicing timelines together or something. Mm. I don't know how in the world you would make that possible, but... Well, I feel like one of... Yeah. Yeah. The two things that, like, are kind of revealed, one a little and one a lot all, was we, like, learned what the jackpot is. Right. Which was, like, every tragedy, (laughs) nuclear apocalypse type thing you could have in one. Like, every year there was something new. Um, Sounds horrible, man. Um, And then the other thing was with what's going on with Flynn... Because uh, she's clearly unhealthy. Yeah. Her, the headset her peripheral is, clearly... is messing her up a lot. Yeah. I'm really curious with where that leads. Because there's, there's cl- they've alluded to it a lot that something happens to her. Yeah. And they know there's a reason why they're probably using her. The big That's the big season one finale. Well, and I think one of the mm. things this show does so well and that I appreciate about it is it presents a mystery... It doesn't take a long time for it to solve it for you. But the one mystery that will be is is Flynn and yeah. what's going on with Flynn. But I really like that, you know, they just started really using the jackpot in episode three. Episode four, they tell you what it is. Like, they bring uh, Connor into the fold. Episode four, he's making decisions and doing things right away. Like, yeah. Every time, you, you like, they reveal some new variable, they use it. Hmm. It's not like... Here's this thing. We'll talk about that six episodes from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. I forgot about that by now. Mm-hmm. So I just really appreciate the pace at which they introduce and use new things. Yep. Yeah, and that, that you know, our last TV talk segment was on Lord of the Rings, and we talked about how some of those things, some of those mystery things, they kind of dragged on episode yeah. after episode. They, they just kind of spun their wheels, and I I'm, agree. I feel like they, they're not doing that. No. It's, we're going to tease you with something, and then we're going to run with it. Yep. We have the and, big thing, mm-hmm. and then all these little like mystery boxes we're going to give you, we're going to open those up pretty quick. Yep. Because they're important to where our characters are going. Yep. And I just really like how they've they've paced this show. I think it's it's paced so incredibly well. Like the episode, like episode three is 72 minutes. I felt like I watched a 30-minute TV yeah, show. Yeah, it doesn't feel like, like it. It's like, oh, it's over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, next, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and... Not enough shows can do that effectively. Mm-hmm. So I, I really appreciate just their pace. It's, it's been really good. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Any uh, final thoughts, predictions as we go into, we're probably what, just about at the midway point? Is this? I think it's eight. Eight episodes? That's generally it's Amazon. Probably eight. Yeah. Eight. So, we've, so we've hit the midway point. Now yep. we're moving into this, this second half of the season. I'm just, I think I'm with Luke. I'm just really excited about adding two more peripherals uh, and just kind of seeing how they, because Connor tried to screw everything up. I'm curious to see how they kind of impact the relationship mm, uh, yeah. with Lev and Wilf. Also, Wilf, uh, Flynn being able to tell when he's telling the truth or not. Pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And him just going like pretty much back in time to her VR movie that was cool too awesome scene by the way like when when she pauses it when he shows up Mm -hmm. so cool 
Yeah. Very neat. Very neat. I like in the chat, uh, Gambler Masters just says, I think it's still all a game. <laughs> That's a it's good, all just a sin. That's a good theory. <laughs> I do have a theory, too, about not necessarily that, but yeah. My theory is that Lev is actually a peripheral that's mm. kind of become sentient and is running everything. I like it. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, I think that's a perfect opportunity for us to transition here over to our proper show. This week we have a ton to talk about, so we're going to try and uh, blast through a few of these things. Um, blast! Got a blast! Going at, at full throttle. I'll start off Jimmy Neutron. with a, a couple things here. Uh, first off, I went out and saw the band, the Banshees of Inertion. Inertia? Inertia? Look, I had this conversation on another podcast. Um, I think if you, if I could speak with an Irish accent, I could maybe make this sound convincing the pronunciation of all of their names <laughs> in uh, places, and, but I can't, so, um, you know, so... I'm too scared to even try. <laughs> Colm and Pod, Pod, Podrick. Podrick's just going to be... It's just Podrick, but it's like an A, not an O, so... Podrick. But it's Podrick. Podrick. Um, the Banshees of Inertia. This is... I don't even remember what the word was. <laughs> <laughs> it's on it's on the screen there, Luke. You I'm can, not looking. You can cheat. Um I really like this movie. Uh this is a kind of a slow burn. Uh people will probably call it like an Oscar season type movie. It's you know, it's not here to make blockbuster money and I mean not that they wouldn't want it to make blockbuster money, but that's not the expectation. It's not full of action stars, it's um a very intimate story Call about Ireland. I mean, you're right. Like action star. He is the penguin. <laughs> he is the current day action star. He was in that remake too that I don't remember what it was that I think is underrated. Shoot, oh, the Arnold Total Sword. Recall. Yeah. Listen, people crap on that movie, and I don't hold it against them, but I actually really like that movie a lot. The the no, and I would the first Total Recall is overrated. I, it's not, I it's agree. not a good movie. <laughs> I didn't realize it just this has star was power. the guy who directed Three Billboards. Yeah, so he's done uh, In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, Three Billboards, and now The Banshees of Inisherin. Um, and if you've seen any of those, a pretty good track you'll, record. You'll probably <laughs> kind of get his style of filmmaking. Um, it doesn't really. Change. I think this is maybe a little tighter than something like Three Billboards. Um, but it, kind of the premise is, if you haven't seen anything about it, is just one guy decides to not be friends with his best friend on this very small island where there's like 100 people and just doesn't want to talk to him and ends up threatening him, saying, every time you talk to me, every day you talk to me, I'm going to cut one of my fingers off. And this is a guy who's a musician, he's a violinist, so it's... The stakes get raised pretty quick, um, and oh, you're wow. like, what is going on? Uh, and ultimately, it's kind of a dark comedy. Um, there's a lot of funny moments in it. At the same time, it's it's it can be pretty depressing. You're not going to walk out of this movie being like, oh, happy day. That was fun. It's not, it's not a fun movie. It's a difficult movie to watch um, at times. 
the accents are really thick. I don't, I'm saying this as, because I think it's important information, but I'm not saying it to scare anyone away. I very much recommend this movie. I love it. Um, I think it is a great uh, introspective of relationships and what happens when relationships fall apart. Um, Cut fingers off. <laughs> and it gets a little crazy. Um, but that's about all I'll say about it. I give it a fanboy worthy. If you want my full review, I will encourage you to go over to the Movie Moron podcast and listen to our hour, hour and a half conversation about it over there. So, um, friends should pull fingers, not cut them. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Um, another fart joke. I, I really, really, that's the thing really, really enjoy that. The other thing I did, uh, the other two things I did this week. First off, I played quite a bit of the new season of Apex Legends. It is a lot of fun. Good new map. Good new. Is the um, new map smaller than Stormpoint? It feels smaller. Good. Um, and mo- I'm not sure how much smaller it actually is, but because of the electric zip lines, you can move around that map so fast. Awesome. Um, the new hero, legend, catalyst is great. Um, a little bit more of a defensive character. Uh, abilities include like the ability to like fortify doors and throw up just kind of a giant wall that you you can walk through, you can shoot through, but you can't see through. And like if you go through, it slows you down and it blurs your vision and all that. Um, using nanotech, I think the the gameplay moment to moment has been good thus far for me. Um, there's a nice variety of ranged encounters versus close encounters the buildings have all gotten really good revamps i think the buildings are more complex than they've ever been um which lead to some really interesting firefights mm-hmm. uh when you when you get into into a an area with multiple teams i will also say that i think there's more third partying here than on storm point it reminds me a little more of king's canyon in terms of third parties yeah storm point's just so big yeah that's kind of the biggest issue I have with it is it's so big it feels like you run the whole match to get in maybe one two gunfights. Yeah, you're getting unless you're really hunting people. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. pretty easy to run into people this map. You, I mean, you have to try to avoid, avoid people. <laughs> good. Yeah, for good. sure. For sure. Uh, the last thing I did was I watched Anola Holmes two uh, over on Netflix with Millie Bobby Brown and two. Oh, okay. And uh, the one guy, the Witcher, Henry Cavill, or no longer the Witcher, Superman, whatever he's called. That's right. <laughs> Liam's, Liam's Hemsworth is the, the Witcher. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> um, I think kind of my review of Enola Holmes 2 is going to be, if you like the first one, you'll probably like the second one. Uh, it doesn't bring anything new to the table. Uh, that's neither good nor bad. I guess my maybe critique on that would be that it doesn't take a lot of chances. It doesn't do anything that's really that interesting. Um, it plays it safe at almost every encounter. But at the same time, I think that Millie Bobby Brown brings good energy to the role. Um, she's quirky and fun. I think there's decent dialogue and the kind of the chemistry between her and Sherlock um, is really good uh, the, you know he was in a very little last the first one just he's there and now he's a, a major part of this movie um not so much a you know a supporting 
lead, but a a, a solid secondary character. Oh. So, um, I would throw this probably at like the Matthew McConaughey level for me. Awesome. So, sure, I'll watch it with Dana. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's yeah, I don't know. It was entertaining. Good, not great. Good, not great. Um, but that's about all I did this week. What do you guys do? I'll just go very quickly. Um, obviously, we talked about the peripheral already. Um, I watched the Dragon Prince. I watched episodes one and two. I know you watched what through four. Yeah. And Luke has watched the whole thing. Um, <laughs> I watched it all. Should we go now and talk sure, a little bit? Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, just you know, obviously, I can't give a full review, but I'll give it my impressions. I think very early, like in the first episode, I realized like why I like kind of this show so much because I really enjoy the assortment of characters we get outside of a couple. Um, I will say in episode two, um, I did pause it and walk away and didn't come back to it until right before I left to come over here because I had to finish the 10 minutes I had left. Mm. Um, and that's not because I thought it was horrible or anything. It just, there was a lot of focus with some characters I don't really like. And, uh, I don't know. I don't, I can't say that it's a step down just yet um but i can i definitely feel like one of the arcs in this season is going to be something i just do not enjoy so uh yeah i don't know we'll see kind of how it turns out fair i'm gonna talk next just because i think luke's gonna have going from you know least watched to most watched yeah yeah, yeah. um sorry luke i really want to talk for our last baby no 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 you can go um no i I was struggling to kind of come up with the words when Luke and I were talking about this before the show, and about halfway through the being about halfway through the season, um, yeah, I would just say that it's. I think it's been too long since season three, and it just it lost a lot of steam there, and it has not picked it back up. Um, season two. It's a good way to describe it. Was very much a like kind of a slow burn season, and so I I I'm not against seasons that don't like throw a lot at me and you know really rush through the plot um at the same time i think it really does feel like a reset of the show well i mean i think it is you know like seasons one through three are this build up to this big event and then season four is like okay how do we pick up these pieces and keep it going there's a time jump it's two years later later, and we're we're kind of trying to figure out where are all these characters relationships now um, and I think they do an okay job with a couple of them. Um, specifically some of the more secondary characters, but actually the mains, I'm, I've just not cared about. I want to care about Rayla and I don't, I want to care about, um, Claudia and, oh, I don't, I, and I don't, I, I yeah, I know you don't, like I don't like Claudia, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but, but most is because I don't feel like they're doing anything that's that. She's probably doing the most interesting thing at this point. But even then, it it's such a rehash of like oh, we're not really moving the story forward. We're kind of spinning like we talked about. Like, we're spinning wheels. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Midway through, I haven't been super impressed. Um, but it does seem like they're building up to a decent conclusion. Like there's a whatever's maybe in the last act could be cool. So I guess, Luke, maybe you can tell us if that's going to be worth the wait. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> to summarize this season, I would just say disappointing. Mm. Um, I think the first three seasons are all booyahs. Yeah. And just to kind of get right to it, I think season four is a Matthew McConaughey. It's not bad. It's just a big step down. It's a it's a major step down. Yeah. It's is boring. I didn't really think it was as funny as the first three seasons. Um, the best character is barely in the show now. She's just a total side character. That's Rayla. Yeah. And they they do the thing that I hate, which is actually they do it twice. <laughs> um, because Rayla and Callum. They forged this relationship over three seasons and take a two-year break, and they broke up. And so, right at the start, it's like, okay, and I'm back, and now we have forced drama. Yeah. Shows and movies, sequels do it all the time, and it's so annoying. I hate it. I, I legit hate it. Somebody give me an example where they did it, and it worked good. Um, the, they also do it with Claudia, though, and her boyfriend. Yeah. Um, mm. it's off screen and it's like uh, slight spoilers um i might give like little baby spoilers throughout i'm not gonna like ruin everything though sure um they introduced the character terry who's a trans character i think that's great why can't we watch their relationship develop instead of them just being like we're together mm. yeah. i feel like that's a good plot point to have and instead we're just like given development off screen yeah which is infuriating um, I think it's cool that Callum knows magic now. That's a lot of fun. He's like actually just doing spells. Yeah, cool. I think that's a good change. Yeah. yeah. Um, the plot. Hmm. It's <laughs> agreed. It's just the same thing. It's like we gotta go find this dragon. Except now they get rid of the traveling. They just fly there. So they're just like there. <laughs> it's just cool. like, okay. I feel like that happens a lot with Claudia and Viren too. Yeah, they just in the first two episodes. Yeah. it's just like we're here. Okay, now we're on the side of this. And they, I'm like, what? Yeah. What's What's interesting is that I felt like in the first three seasons, Zadia and the Continent really did feel like this character. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of that with one of the side stories and the humans and elves, but but the but. The relationship of where everyone is at is completely lost. I, I can't keep track of where people are at other than we're by the, the mountain or the, you know, the, yeah. this, they called out a forest. But I don't know where that's at. And in the past, I, I really felt like I had a sense of where people were at. Yeah. And like you mentioned, the human and elf story. I think it's the best plot point of the season, which is the story of with Amaya and. Oh, shoot. Janai, she's the sun elf queen, queen. Mm-hmm. um and their relationship i think it's it's very interesting the problem is it's also been done so many times the plot that they take and it's just like man i just know what's gonna happen yeah um there's there's no surprises um i mean it's a kid show so i don't need to be like have my mind blown or anything <laughs> but um i i will say the last two episodes i think are pretty good um, when they get, when they meet the character that they're looking for, yeah, who I think was really cool, it's a dragon. Um, he was awesome, and there's some there's some cool action bits. There's a really good fight on the on top of the mountain, and then in the last two episodes, like in with the 
Dragon's Lair and stuff. Um, but man, I just... I don't feel like I'm going to be looking forward to season five. Yeah, in three years, whenever that yeah. comes out. <laughs> it just killed all the momentum. And I think a big part of that is they took the most interesting character, the most interesting story, and gave her nothing. Yeah. And it's a, like a problem in the entire show. Every character starts off in one place and ends in the exact same spot in the season. Really? Yeah. Um, and I just... I don't need you to make like leaps and bounds total character development. At least get moving in a direction. Yeah. But like, I feel like you can watch this season and it's just like, oh, nothing really changed. Um, and that being said, too, like it's a kid's show, so I don't know. Like, yeah, but at the same time, like, I think of maybe like for me the 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 most comparative show might be something like Avatar The Last Airbender or The Legend of Korra. And those have, you know, those have, yes, they may have the relationship drama stuff, but they also have the main character learning very important lessons, very very adult-themed lessons about the world, about good and evil, about war and peace. Um, it's not like that's not possible, but about even halfway through this season, I don't really have a good grasp on even who the main antagonist... Well, I know who they are. I don't know what they want. I don't know what their motivations are. Um, and that's and that's a problem for me in that it, it just kind of feels like we're going on a quest to go on a quest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um... The other best character is Soren. Um, but like he was the second best character in the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a, a Zuko-ish storyline. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he had some really good interactions with Claudia. Um, I, I would like more of him. And more of Rayla, please. Please write, just write something for Ray, Rayla instead of like, I'm just in the group. Yeah. Yeah, her uh her reveal was man, that was just it was and I guess maybe awkward was the intent because it was but it was it's just been awkward since she's been back, which I think was only in episode 3 or 4. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, she just she's like shows up in 3. Yeah, yeah. Like in the window and she's <laughs> like, "Oh. Oh, hey." We gonna have this talk? Not really. I don't want to talk. Okay. They do that the entire series. <laughs> oh wow. I am still gonna finish it because I'm hoping those last two episodes. Are, the last two episodes. At least a bit of a the last two episodes are good. At least it, no. I feel like it ends positively because the last no. two episodes are fun. But man, just disappointing. Yeah. All right, Tyler. What else do you do this week? Um, played some more Call of Duty. Um, really, really enjoying that game. I think, I mean, obviously with, well, I, I wasn't going to bring this up at all tonight, but it sold a billion dollars worth in the first 10 days. Oh my gosh. I think it's, you know, I think it's just a really nice, slower paced call of duty mm-hmm. where, you know, it's not so movement based, you know, streamers hate it because they actually have to like play and hold corners and they can't just run and go crazy. <laughs> um, get good. But I personally love it. I love that that is more of the approach they're taking. It rewards you for playing slower. 
Um, and I think that's good. And that's not to say it rewards you for camping. Um, it rewards you for playing a little bit more with like a little more thought. Yeah. Like if you're going to turn a corner, don't just run around the corner full sprint. Yeah. You're, you'll get killed. The time to kill is fast. Like now it's like, okay, if I pop this corner, where do I need to be looking? Yeah. And so it like changes the kind of the way you approach each gunfight. And I just really like that. Like I've run away from more gunfights in this Call of Duty than any Call of Duty ever. Remember the good old days of Modern Warfare 2 classic where you could... You had Ghost and Cold Blooded, Claymores, yeah, the Barrett 50 in the back. <laughs> Dude, you're on high rise up in that corner on the crane. You're like, you also got scavengers or whatever. With your plastic gun that goes, <laughs> yeah, dude. Somebody absolutely. hits a Claymore, you just take another Claymore. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, I'll put that there and we're good. Dude, those are the good old days of Call of Duty. So great. And Without this, the noob tube. Oh, yeah. And this feels like a, a nice return to form, which I feel like we use that a lot when we talk about sequels. Um, but I truly believe this is um, Call of Duty at its best. Nice. And and, and I really like it. Uh, the other thing I did, I've been playing more Gotham Knights. Uh, finally got in a little bit more to the Court of Owls stuff uh, within the, the main story. I've found that I am way further along in the side quests than I have any business being, considering I had to play the main story to unlock the next side quest, because I was kind of blowing through everything else. Um, <laughs> this is a slight spoiler. But I want to say this because I want uh, Luke to know it. Because oh. I, I want to talk to you about it. but oh. uh, Because I do take some liberties with it. But the Labyrinth is in this game. Oh yeah, baby, let's go. And it's... Don't drink the water. <laughs> the fountain is not. Oh, what the... But you are drugged. Oh yeah. Within the Labyrinth. Um, and it's... You kind of play this... <laughs> you kind of play this Groundhog Day situation. Where like... If you don't do something right, you just like wake up and do it again. You're like, what? It's pretty cool. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying this game. I think there there's a patch that kind of stabilized some of the performance issues. Um, not that they were really bad for me, but just the the f- frame drops aren't nearly as bad as they were um, when there's a lot of like particle effect. I just think this game's a ton of fun. It's it's not great. It's not perfect. But I really like spending time time with these characters. I really like watching the kind of the chemistry between Alfred and the knights uh, develop, and and kind of see how Alfred um, has always kind of been in charge of things. You know, even if he's not the brute force, mm-hmm. but he has always been kind of the one there that keeps the ship going in the right direction. And you know, throughout the game, he kind of steps in when he feels like he needs to. But I just reached a point where he finally is like, "Okay, guys." <laughs> This is what we're going to do. And it's just so nice. Like, he kind of has this line. And he's like, I was there to stitch to stitch up Bruce and always pick up the pieces. I just hesitated because I didn't want to spoil that Bruce was Batman. That's bad. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to spoil things. But he's Wait, like, what? <laughs> no. So, like, you know, they kind of do the... He's like, I was there to stitch up Bruce and pick up the pieces when he failed. Um, and I'm going to be there just like that for you guys. And it's like one of those moments where you're like... Yeah, these are kids, and you have to remember, like they are trying to navigate life without their, essentially their father figure. It's just this really fun story. Also, really cool thing. I I had this question where like if Bruce died, and Batman disappeared, like how do people not recognize it? Mm. Um, and there's actually like a side quest thing where like you go around and you find all these little, um, audio recordings and you have to like plant evidence that bruce was not batman all over the city so people don't figure it out it's it's a fun little side quest i like it a lot 
Um, but no, that, that's essentially what I've been doing. I'm really enjoying Gotham Knights. I'm really enjoying Call of Duty. And I am very, very excited for God of War this week. Mm. Yeah, let's go. Very right. excited. That comes out this week. Thank goodness. And I've been listening to kind of some spoiler-free reviews. and You've gotten a nice... Yeah, just kind of some, some sources that I like to listen to on game reviews because I kind of sometimes find myself aligning there. Um, yep. I, I really like what I'm hearing, and I'm just so excited. Sweet. Can't wait. I can't wait to hear your guys' review on that. Next I'm going to try it so hard to play as much of it as possible. Or at least impressions next week. But it's yeah. it's yeah. such a big game is what I've gathered. Yeah. It's a, like, if you golden path it, apparently it's about 25 hours. That's, huh? So impressions next so week. I'm maybe definitely not full, doing that. Full I'm not review pathing. maybe in a couple weeks then. Yeah, I'm I will, I'll tell you this though. I will be playing on easy. Easy gamer. My like, man. I'll be on normal. Maybe I should start on normal and then play a level and then turn it down because it'll be too hard. <laughs> Dude, the God of War games are hard. Yeah, it's tough. I don't get how people do it on like super hard. Tw- Dude, the 2018 one had like the permadeath thing where like if you die, you start over. I can't even. I was like, I'm not doing that. I can't even think that fast. Did you fight any of the Valkyries in 2018s? I think I got six of them. Oh, boy, they were rough. I, I, made, I feel like I can handle anything after I'm, Elden Ring, but geez, man, those were <laughs> tough. I made it to like the Sun's Valkyrie. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't got it in me no more. I don't, I don't Luke, have... The dog had run out in Luke. <laughs> There's no more dog left but in Luke here's at the, that point. It goes back to the thing. I beat the game. The story was over. Yeah. And so once that happens, it's like, what else do I do? Like, yeah. like check out at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's hard with single player, like linear single player games is like once you beat the story, you're kind of like, I'm done. Never watching this spoily podcast. <laughs> Oh, no. Gosh dang it. I spoiled that Bruce was Batman. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Who's Peter who's, Parker? Yeah, who's Peter Parker? Get wrecked, Brett. Stop trying to be meta. <laughs> Someone 50 years from now is going to be listening to this podcast. And yeah, not, right. And not understand <laughs> that reference. If I'm alive in 50 years, maybe I will go back and listen to these episodes and be like, Oh, yeah, remember that? We'll be telling our grandchildren about the glory days. We had a podcast. We streamed on Twitch every Monday night. What's what's Twitch, Grandpa? (laughs) Go to your room. (laughs) It was owned by Amazon. Luke, what did you do this week? Um, You watched a few things. I did a couple other things. Uh, First thing, just real quick, I'm not going to talk about it a lot. Honestly, I feel like nobody's watching it. <laughs> well, maybe because of the distribution. Andor on Disney Plus? Oh, no, not that. No, Andor on Disney Plus is the best Disney Star Wars thing they've made. It's awesome. Just, I really encourage you to go watch it. Apparently it has pretty low numbers, which is sad because it's awesome. And also lots of articles this week are coming out about how Tony Gilroy... Like, saved Rogue One, and it's just like, yeah. Um, Andor is fantastic. Watch it, please. Um, yeah. The other thing I did, yes, because of distribution, a lot of people are probably not going to watch this, which is a shame because it's awesome. I watched the Weird Al movie. Yes. Um, it's called Weird, the Al Yankovic story, and it is on the Roku channel is where you watch it, which is free. This, oh, cool. This movie is free to watch for everybody. Awesome. Um, so we just need to download the Roku app. Yeah. 
I, on our smart TV order. Yeah, I, I just downloaded awesome. it on my TV. Um, you If you have a Roku, obviously you can just use your Roku. Um, you, I guess you could do it on your computer, but you probably have to plug your computer into your TV. I wonder if they have the app. Well, if you have the Roku app, you can only stream it to a Roku. You can't like do it to a Chromecast or Amazon. I think there's a uh, Amazon app though. If you have a Fire yeah, Stick, yeah, I was gonna say I have a Fire Stick. You can get it okay. on on the Fire Stick phone app. You have to have a Roku stick, so we might as well just use the Roku stick. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Weird Al. This movie's awesome. It is hilarious. I really want people to watch it it's the funniest movie i've seen this year yeah um that also being said i have not seen a lot of funny movies this year <laughs> i think the funniest movie i had seen was vengeance which oh, wow. was pretty yeah. dark that comedy was dark comedy um and this is like the complete opposite it's a parody movie um it's goofy it's silly it's ridiculous um if you know weird Al music you know a lot of his songs were parodies of famous songs yep that's what the movie is. It takes the the bones of the music biopic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. And it puts in Weird Al and polka music and accordion playing. Um, and it's like like polka music is like it's like considered like rock and roll. It's like oh, you listen to polka music, it's for the devil and like all this stuff. Um, it and it, it might have hit so hard because I watched Elvis like a month ago. Oh sure, <laughs> they like correlated so much, <laughs> and and like with Rocket Man too, which came out last year or two years ago. I don't really remember. Um, it's like the parents are just so unsupportive, and they're like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this music stuff. It's not going to get you anywhere. But like in this movie, they're just like, son, you should just quit life and give up on your dreams. Um, it's, it, it's so funny. Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al is awesome. Um, he's, he's fantastic. I loved the members in his band. I thought they were great. There's a lot of pretty big actors in the movie too. Um, even Evan Rachel Wood plays like an evil Madonna. Um, Rain Wilson plays as a manager. Uh, it's a great cast and they're all fantastic. Um, the music is still sung by Weird Al too oh. so the music's great um, and I <laughs> I love this story too um, the, the story is like I mean he becomes Weird Al but he doesn't want to be known for parodies he wants to make real music um, and I'll just say this movie goes where you just you don't expect it to go if you if you see like the confrontation in the third act, then you predicted something way out there. And props to you. Um, please go watch it. Um, it's gotten really good reviews too. I really think you'll like it. I give it a booyah. Dang. Um, I give it four and a half stars on Letterbox. Wow. I did see that. I like what you're doing on Letterbox uh, with your Instagram. Big fan of that. Keep it up. Yeah, you can do that straight from the site. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, that's cool. All I, I like do it. is go boop. That's, that's fantastic. Great, yeah. Maybe I should Big utilize Letterbox a little more. Letterbox <laughs> is great. Yeah. Um, you can do that from the app, you mean? Yeah. Okay. You hit the three dots and you say share to Instagram story and it just does it. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Um, but yeah, Weird Al, it's Booyah. Fantastic. I was, I was talking a lot with my uncle this week at church because he's a huge Weird Al fan. <laughs> he went to their concert. Um, he's actually telling me, too, at the concert they did, he only did his original music, which I thought was really cool. Oh. Um, also, Weird Al. Great music. Big fan of the greatest ball of twine. That was great. Um, yeah. Nice. And then I watched... It's quiet over here in Germany. Yeah, we can uh, we can talk about that real quick before we get into trailers and news. Uh, Luke and I both watched All Quiet on the Western Front. And I started it. Tyler started it. How far did you get? Not far. Okay. <laughs> to the not not because I had to turn it off, like not because I didn't want to keep watching it, but because I, it was. You tough. were very. You've been very busy. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So Luke. You know, last week, and I was like, I wasn't in the mood to watch this. Yeah. I'm really glad I didn't watch it when I was not in the mood. Because, <laughs> good lord, this movie is so depressing. <laughs> God dang it. Uh, I was yeah. sad within the first 15 minutes. <sighs> like, very sad. Dude, the opening scene of this movie is so awesome. It's so good. And it just doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Like, epicness. Yeah, I guess that does get toned down in some scenes, but just like... Of the visual style. This yeah. movie's so pretty. Yeah. That was my first takeaway. Like, right away. I was like, oh, man, this is gorgeous. For, you know, not a probably household name director, cinematographer, do, you know, yeah. duo, we've got a movie that is that is gorgeous. And, You're... and like, and eerie and horrifying all at the same time. Yeah. You know what kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of like the old school epic. Mm-hmm. Um, like nowadays we get giant blockbuster superhero films, and they're they're pretty epic. They're really cool. They're really big. But like this was a giant burnt field set production. Tons of people around. It it just felt bigger and it felt real. Yeah. Yeah, and you, if you've, I don't think either of you have watched the original movie. Um, this, this is a remake that's based on a, a book. Um, the book itself is not necessarily an anti-war movie. I'm not necessarily convinced that the movies themselves are anti-war in their messaging. I think they, they try to be authentic to what war is like. Just show you what it was. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, kind of my my tweet i man i finished this at like one o'clock at night i was like i can't not say something so i put Mm. i put out a tweet in the middle of the night because i just needed to um i said that all quiet on the western front is a tough film in the best way you feel every minute of it because it is long it's i mean it's two and a half hours and it's not fast paced it has got the long slow takes and they make you feel it um it's a movie that's not here to entertain you. It's here to remind you what war is and who suffers in war. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a worthy retelling of a classic that should not be forgotten. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, you, you will walk away from this probably feeling pretty crappy. I kind of just, like the credits end, ended, mm-hmm. I kind of just sat there for like 15 minutes, I think, just staring at the Netflix suggestions, just like, 
I don't really know what to do now. I watched this on a Sunday afternoon. Like, I could have just turned on football. Yeah. I think the Chiefs game had started. <laughs> or was about to start. I was just like... Wow, you went through an array of emotions. Uh, Sunday was a bad day, <laughs> but it was a good day. It was like a good bad day? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I was all over the place. Oof. I can imagine. I watched, like I said, I watched like the first 20, 15, 20 minutes of it, and I was like, man, yeah. this is going to be rough. Yeah, one of the things I think that really helps this movie um, with the, the... I say helps. I don't necessarily mean helps. Uh, I think it does a good job. It's maybe underappreciated in shot composition for those long takes. Because there are some times when it's just like, we're going to do like a slow pan back. The one take has been abused. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Oh, it's a big movie. Where's our one are gonna be? Yeah, where it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, but like in this, it was like it was a lot like nineteen seventeen. Like you can't really help not think about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. They're both World War One movies. Yep. Long takes. Yep. One is a very long take. Two very long takes. <laughs> um, and you just like you're sitting behind these characters. It's like hell is breaking loose. You're just like hoping that goes to the next scene because you know. People might be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, like, they just, like, keep moving forward. It's like, oh, my gosh. Uh, was there, a, was there, I'm trying to, without spoiling anything, I don't know how much of this movie you can spoil of them, maybe, like, who, who's, who survives and how long they survive, but <laughs> was there, like, a, uh, any particular moment that really, like, for me, it was when, like, the tanks, the tanks came. And that was, like, this. That was hard. Oh, my god! It was brutal. In, yeah. in my letterbox review, I said bleak, brutal, and heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, I said more after that, but, like, <laughs> it, know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of um, Return of the King when mm-hmm. the Oliphants, with yeah. the touch you up, their chin. Like, they turn around, you just see these beasts coming towards you, and you're just like, oh my god, they're all freaking dead. Yep. Like, there's no way. Yep. And, unfortunately, it's where my, I have one complaint in the entire movie, <laughs> and it's a nitpick, um, CGI fire. Oh, yeah. It happens for one or two seconds, but unfortunately, it was very noticeable. Yeah. Um, ugh. But other than that, ooh, beautiful. <laughs> so it, it's been a week and a half since I watched this. Um, and I'm trying to remember exactly where it falls. Like, I, I feel like it's after, right after the tanks. Yeah. Um, it's the in the mud hole with the French soldier. Man, that had me. That broke me. <laughs> yeah. That broke me uh, way more than I, th- I mean, I kind of saw it coming. And I was still like, oh my gosh. And it, it was so it's long, so, too. And it's, but it's so well acted between I, both of them. I thought it was the best acting in the movie. Yeah. And there's, I don't think there's any dialogue there except for just like, quiet, quiet. Mm-hmm. How did you guys watch it? I watched in German. Okay. Yeah. That's how I was watching it, too. Yep. I, yeah, they do have an, an English sub. or it's, It defaults to that. Yeah. Which is really... Not mine. Oh, really? really? Mm-hmm. Maybe That's it's nice. something with our settings. I yeah. think it knows that I prefer live-action subs over live-action debs. 
that's awesome. I, yeah, I really, yeah, mindset automatically I really appreciated English. listening, watching this in German with the subtitles. So. I think there's something to be said about that too. Um, you follow the Germans in this movie, yeah. Historically, the bad guys, yeah. And you're following them along, and you just feel everything for them. Yep. And I think a lot of times we forget that those were just kids out there. Yeah. Um. They and do then really... they show the people in in the clean rooms getting all the food, and it's just like, I don't like you, <laughs> you piece of crap. Uh, um, yeah, they do a really good job leading up to the climax of this, making you have hope that it's gonna. They got me. It's they gonna got be me. Okay. They got me up and like up until credits were rolling. I was like. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Um, there's nothing okay. Uh, the the other scene that I was really nervous in was the second uh, farm heist. Yeah, they do a good, I had, they do a great job like setting that up um, with the first farm heist and the second farm heist, and knowing I was so knowing, nervous, knowing that like it can't. It can't work out twice, right? And then, like, that, how they play with that tension the whole way through it. So good. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the movie has trained you by then to just expect the worst. Mm-hmm. So. Man. They got me every time. <sighs> good movie. Good it's, movie. It's really, really good. Um, What's your rating slash recommendation? I, I give it a booyah. Yeah, I think it's a movie that's so well made that it deserves your attention. Um, it's a hard watch though. Yeah, it's it's a war movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are um, generally not easy watches. <laughs> they don't they don't hold back in what they show either. There's a lot of really tough deaths to watch in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's just a good reminder. Like this was. It was literally like one of the worst periods in history. Yeah. There's a bunch of kids out there in the mud for years. Yep. It was awful. Yeah. And I think it's a... Obviously, there's always conflict happening, right? Like, we can sit here and be like, oh, and like how we relate to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. But like, in reality... This is a this is a message that always needs to be telling because there's always conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, while that might be on our minds because of you know just international events, um, at the same time, like you think of like child soldiers in Africa or you know all the crap that happens in the Middle East and. and China and Taiwan and what that might end up being like and I just I I think this is good for the average citizen the average person to watch because this is what you're sending even even if you've signed up to to be in the army like this is what you're sending those people into it's it's a little different. Modern day warfare is different. At the same time, mm. that 
sense of brotherhood, losing the people who you love, your, your little like, like best friends, your best friends, your family, um, and typically fighting over scraps of land. Mm-hmm. It's that's yeah yeah i think too i feel like this is the first movie at least that i've seen that actually shows like what world war one was like mm. like yeah 1917 we followed the two guys it was like i can't even think of another world war one movie <laughs> it was like a pocket story yeah wonder woman yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no like this was no we're sitting in the mud for a long time hear a whistle blow Run across the flat plane. Yeah. And pretty much... Hope you don't get shot. Yeah. Yep. You stole for the best, and it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, yep. As evidenced very early on. <laughs> Dude, that... This, yeah. The... the Okay. The um, transition from the boys being excited to sign up, one of them even being like, I'm too young to sign up. But, the, you know, they do that thing that... Even Captain America does, right? Like, ah, you're you wouldn't ever be mm. past, but I'm gonna cheat my way in because I want to serve my country. And then that there's that uh, pride that goes with that, and almost like almost joy is joy is maybe not the right word, but there's an excitement about it. Like mm-hmm. war is exciting, and yeah. I mean the and the difference the, the tone shift is immediate, and it is, and it hits hard. Yeah, and then like you have them getting their gear in the first 20 minutes, getting ready to be shipped out pretty much immediately, no training. Um, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're going to be heroes for Germany. And then you get to the end, and it's just like, oh, I'm a pair of boots with a rifle. Yeah. It's like, I'm meaningless out here. This movie does so many small things well, too. The the suit-up or the getting their gear, where it's getting someone else's jacket that's been sewn up. Yeah, that's the opening of the movie. It's so good. Yeah. Because you just see how how well oiled a machine the industrial war complex is, mm-hmm. and how it's twisted to get recruitment. Mm. Man, I'd say the last thing I just loved about the movie was how the story just goes in a complete circle. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Try not to spoil too much, but. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching this one. I mean, I like I said, I started, you started it. it yeah, just didn't have time to finish it. So. You're a busy boy. So I, I, uh, you know, I think walking away from it, I probably would have given this like a high fanboy worthy. But I think talking about it with having someone else having seen it and talking about it, I'm gonna, I'm, I feel comfortable giving this a booyah as well. Um, good. Five stars on Letterbox, baby. Yeah, good, 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 tough movie to watch. So, <sighs> okay, was that that was it? Yeah, I'm a little sad now though. Yeah, we should talk about some happy things like trailers. <laughs> Surely there were some fun trailers that we watched this week. Well, I, he's looking at me for that. <laughs> I'm looking at either. Of oh, you. <laughs> there was an Avatar two trailer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Look at this point. I did, I, I, I did need the trailer. I'm so hyped for this yeah. movie. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the trailers, I was like, thank you for this, but I didn't need it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. 
this is, and I have a feeling when I watch the movie, I'm, this is going to double down. I'm going to double down on this, and that is, if it's if it actually takes like five years to make a movie with this good of CGI, do it and don't turn out something every two years that has the CGI of the current Marvel, Marvel slate. That's my hot take. Man, if only I don't know that how was hot like that is on this show, but <laughs> fair enough. If, if if only that was the the business mindset, right? Like mm. let's let's not make the thing that'll make the most money. Let's get the thing out that will get up out quickest, cheapest, and make the most money. Well, and I think Cameron has a good grip on how to do this, though. Shooting them back to back to back to yeah. back. And kind of, I guess we could move this into a news story. I remember seeing he said he was prepared to have things wrapped up in Avatar 3 if they're not successful. Oh, that's good. That's nice. That's good. That is good. Um, so at least it's J- James, our good friend James, our good <laughs> isn't just like, no, this is doing five We're movies. Doing, yeah. <laughs> you have to see it. Like, like, he understands, like, it's ten years later. It might not be the absolute hit it was when the first one came out. Well, I mean, right? if it isn't, you know, he'll just find a way to tear down everybody else in the industry to make them feel <laughs> bad, too. So Only if they deserve it. No. <laughs> um, we also... Oh, so, yeah, this was a big thumbs up. Yeah, me. thumbs up. Uh, we also got a new Glass Onion trailer today. I haven't watched this yet. Uh, thumbs up for me. I mean, I didn't need it. What Much was it? Like the, I was reading chat, sorry. What Glass Onion. Oh, uh, yeah, I just didn't watch it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fine. <laughs> I know I'm going to watch this, so... I already have tickets. Let's go. I'm just going to watch it on Netflix. I'm going to see it in theaters. Didn't you buy tickets, like, during the day for this one? Yeah, no. When it, when it came out. When the, when he bought it, like, because it's, like, the day before Thanksgiving or something. That's right. And he texts us. He's like, you guys want to go see this? And we're like, dude, we're going to be at work. <laughs> and then for Black Panther, he's like, you want to see this? We're like, oh, you got work. Yeah. Like, yeah, you guys off uh, Veterans Day? No. Oh, I'm going to go see Black Panther then. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like we're not saying it with you. Yeah, yeah, we'll at least longer. I invited you. After this. Yeah, thank you for thinking of us. You tried. What other trailers do we have? <laughs> that, that was the only one I had. I feel like I had seen something else, but I didn't write it down. So there's probably more trailers out there, but we're already at an hour. So oh, there let's... was that Ryan Reynolds Christmas movie that looks like absolute trash. There's a Ryan Reynolds Christmas movie? It's like a... Spirited. It's like a sp- uh, redo version of... A Christmas Carol, but it's Ryan Reynolds playing himself again. Oh my no gosh. I'm out. Pass. Hard pass. <laughs> but he took tap dancing lessons. Oh, Zootopia Plus. Oh yeah. We just watched that trailer. Oh, or yeah. you guys watched it before. I looked at it while I was watching it. Yeah, it's gonna be I like Good. the animation. I'll watch I'll watch it because Clara won't watch it. I was gonna say I'll watch it because Brim will watch it. <laughs> Dude, I love Zootopia the movie. But I'm not. I don't. I'm not gonna watch this. Yeah, I didn't realize this was like an anthology thing, which mm. is kind of weird. Did they say that? Did I miss that? I may have missed that. I wasn't paying attention. Talk about like when they. When do the show. when do we ever pay attention about anything? Well, they probably announced it along with like forty other <laughs> Disney Pixar spinoff shows that they're doing. Probably. Like here's Cars the prequel. Have, have any of them been good? I, I can't even name one. Baymax was one. Okay, there's one. Dana tried to watch the <laughs> Monsters, Inc. one, and she was like, yeah, I'm not watching that. It sucks. Boo, the prequel. 
Oh, over in the chat, this made. is this is uh, that related to trailers. Easton is asking, have you all talked about the Last of Us trailer and the release date? I think we mentioned it last week, but we can we can hit it here again real quick since you're 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 here with us in the chat. Thumbs up, big thumbs up for this trailer. Uh, Pedro, and release date, Pedro Pascal uh, looks amazing. And who was it that said to Pedro like, "Don't f this up." Who was it? That was in the news this week. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that was Jeff Bezos' son. <laughs> about Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that also happened, but no, some actor like reached out to Pedro Pascal and was like, don't F this up. Was it Troy Baker? That's funny. Maybe. <laughs> Troy Baker's in the show. He could have just been told on set. But yeah, and then it's coming out in January, mid-January, right? Like the 15th? Or January 15th, yeah. So uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Warned Pedro Pascal not to f up HBO's Elastic. Mendo, Mendo oh was goodness. like, "You better not screw that up." I guess he's a big fan. Mendo's Elastic. That's fan? funny. Let's go. I love it. Yeah. I um, yeah, I think from what we've seen between Pedro and and Bella Ramsey, um, looks awesome. I am excited for those two to just shine. I'm so excited and I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as someone who is. Uh, has not played the games. I'm just excited. I'm only excited. I'm not nervous. He hasn't played them either. I've played it, but I've not beat it. Oh, okay. I know Easton, I was chatting with him earlier this week, is uh, is very excited and also very nervous. I think he's very much in your camp, Luke. Yeah. Um, it's one of the best games ever. I think it's the best written game ever. Mm, um, yeah. It's, listen, it's going to just, you know, I'm going to start it. It's going to rip out my heart immediately. And it's never going to stop doing that, like the entire show. So. Boy, I am not ready. I'm not going to drink any water all day, so that way I have no tears to shed. Yeah, Is that I how am, that works? I am not emotionally ready for the opening of this show. I just know that. Dude, I restarted the the remaster, the remake, whatever they call it. Like when you played it recently? And I'm like, I'll be all right this time. I'll cry immediately. <laughs> Dude, it's rough. Rough. It's not, fair. it's not fair. I'm such an easy get, though. Yeah. Like, I I think I've said this before. I'll cry in a movie I don't like. You can, you can emotionally manipulate me by having a character cry on screen and have good music. <laughs> That's all it takes. That's all it takes. I'm a softie. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being a softie. Having a kid will do that, too. Yeah. You mentioned that on the movie Moron show. Yep. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel that. I'm that way, too. Indeed. All right. Let's move over to some news. Uh, we already mentioned one little thing about... Watch party for this shoe. Oh. A watch party. That no. could be fun. No. Oh. I'm watching it by myself. <laughs> You guys can. I couldn't sit in my room by myself. I'm gonna hug a pillow and I'm gonna cry it out. He's gonna just rock back and forth on his bed, just like I can't handle it. It's the advantage of living by yourself. I can cry as hard as I want to. This is an excellent point. I'm buying a body pillow. Screw it. I'm I'm happy to host a watch party for at least a couple episodes. Sweet. Sounds good. We'll, worth maybe, worth. we'll see. We'll see if we can make that make that work. Um, news. What do we got? Well, we just talked about one video game show. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about another one. Oh, I'm so, so excited for this. So something... 
I tweeted about this. So Netflix announced today on the 16th anniversary of Gears of War that they are making a live action movie and an adult animated series. Adult? And so so there's obviously this is a two part story, right? For the live action movie, I am cautiously, very cautiously optimistic. Uh, Gears of War is a huge undertaking. And Netflix trying to do this with their financial crisis that they're in is scary to me. I I think Mm. this is a, this screams CGI locust. And we just saw Prime do Practical Orcs, um, you know, even 20 years later. They looked great. Yeah. The locusts need to be practical for this to look and feel good to watch. Um, Gears of War. You looking up locusts? Locusts. Yeah. How do you spell locust? Just like that. Um, I think it's very doable. I think this is a... A, a bold idea, and I'm very curious to see who they cast as Marcus Phoenix um, and Delta Squad. I, I think that's a, that's a huge thing. Uh, Cliffy Pedro Lee. Pascal. No. Um, Emily Blunt. I'm going to say... Nah, I'm in. She could be in it. I'm going to say this. Uh, JT, Cliffy B tweeted to keep Chris Pratt away from the show. Yeah. I, I agree with that take, but I'm also going to say this. Cliffy B can eat a bag of dicks. Ooh, so, uh, screw that him? guy. He annoys me. You'd fight him? I, no. He's he's annoying. <laughs> um, he's just very arrogant. and I hope they cast Chris Pratt just to piss everybody off. They could, oh, they could cast him as a Carmine. Falcone? Oh, that would be a great cast, That would actually, actually. work really that well. That would work really well. Especially because he would take a freaking bullet to the dome, like, within the first 15 minutes. It'd be hilarious. Um, obviously, the the elephant in the room will be Dave Bautista. Uh, I don't know if he's <laughs> tweeted about this yet, uh, but I'm sure he will at some point. And I think he would be a good choice for Marcus Phoenix. I think he's somebody who really cares. Uh, oh, okay. If you could Save cast. that for the fan box. But t- there's one answer would be uh, Dave Bautista for Marcus Phoenix. I'll answer the other one when we get to the end. Where do you put <laughs> Joe or John DiMaggio? Don't remember his first name. I'm sorry because I know you're a big fan. Where do you put him in the live action version? Hoffman. Man, I wish I knew who that was. Colonel Hoffman. He's just <laughs> the guy who yells at Delta Squad all the time. Oh. Here, I'll show you. Um, but sorry, let me finish this first. So on the other side of this is the adult animated series, and I am very, very excited for this. Um, you know, Netflix was kind of canceling a lot of animated stuff. I think video game, as a, like if you're going to move it into another medium, animation is the best option um, in most cases. And I think this animated show will be really cool. I think they can do a lot more with it. I do hope they dive into a little more of like the Gabe Diaz time frame, which is kind of what Gears Tactics is based on. I think that'd be really fun. Or if they want to do the Pendulum Wars, that'd be awesome. I'm speaking a different language to you guys, and I apologize. It's fine. I just love this franchise, and I just really (laughs) want it to be done well. Um, I really, really wanted this to be a Prime or HBO show. Uh, So when Netflix got it, I was like, gosh dang it. Uh, and they're making it a movie, which video games is long form storytelling to be condensed into a movie just always is kind of dicey. So 
We shall see. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Emphasis on cautiously. <laughs> and Netflix is like all over the place with their video game properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, their animated stuff. Pretty good. Incredible. Yeah. Arcane and Cyberpunk are awesome. And I've heard the Tekken show is not bad. I didn't even know that was the thing. Um, how And we're not big fans of The Witcher. No. Which I, Is that their only live action video game property? Uh, I'm aware of off the top of my head, yes. Which I, we are not fans of. <laughs> we, yeah, that's true. Who are you, who are you casting Jason Momoa as? JT, sorry, I asked that question like I'm angry about it. I'm just curious who you have, <laughs> who, who you have him playing. Alright, carrying on. And a white guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, get um the dude from... She's out of your league. What's his name? Voice take up. Be hilarious because he does not fit the Gears of War build whatsoever. Yeah. Um. Jay Baruchel. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. That would that actually would be, be hilarious. hilarious. Jason Momoa is the Locust Queen. <laughs> what the Game Lord Master said. <laughs> That's um, why Emily Blunt casting. That would listen, be if they cast Emily Blunt, I'm in. Would be awesome. Uh, some other video game news. Uh, it was kind of there was a bit of a Call of Duty leak. Uh, yeah. That Call of Duty will be getting a quote unquote full premium release in 2023. It's not gonna be a new standalone game, so it's kind of expected to be a um, probably a Modern Warfare Two expansion. Uh, but sounds like it will be on um, PlayStation a, only. A, <laughs> like a full price uh, DLC is is what it sounds like. So um, obviously that bodes well for the series, as Tyler mentioned earlier. Modern Warfare Two selling incredibly well. So um, Made I think it's, dollars. this is That's maybe a, a good opportunity for them to figure out what the you know the new revenue stream for call of duty is going to be if they're not doing annual installments yeah the focus is to expand on their live services with the with this expansion yeah um and that's schreier been out revealing that and if schreier is talking about it i trust it yeah that dude is so plugged in it's unbelievable so i think this is interesting i'm i'm curious to see what this kind of like what shape this takes uh sledgehammer i guess is the one doing this not Infinity Ward. So Infinity Ward will be working on their support for the game for this year. And Sledgehammer will be working on the additional content they'll be adding in. Uh, oh, cool. Very curious. Yeah. And speaking of Call of Duty, while we're on the topic, uh, this may have been a little past due, but Phil Spencer has said that Call of Duty will stay on PlayStation for as long as they have a platform to release it on. Which is a very ominous thing to say. <laughs> uh, Xbox is buying places. Dude, that was the first thing that crossed my mind when he said that. I was like, is this what we're going to try to take I mean, it won't over? happen, but... No, it won't. But it was just funny the way he said it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But, no. Cool. I, I think that was what everybody knew. There's too much money in, keep, in Call of Duty to remove it from any platforms it's already on. Yep. For sure. I have a ton of video game news. But keep, keep going, Hit me man. With it. it is in seven day, boys. That's right. It's in seven Mass day, Effect. and Bioware teased uh, the next Mass Effect game 
uh, with a little video of what looked like a uh, mass relay. Uh, so that's cool. For the next game or the show? The next game. Because they're doing a show, aren't they? I believe too? Amazon got it. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for this. Cast uh, Emily Blunt. Both of these Captain things, Shepard. the game and the show. Dude, Amazon has some really good video game properties under their belt right now. They have Horizon, though, don't don't they? No, Netflix has Horizon. Oh, frick! Gosh darn they, Prime has God of War. No! <laughs> yeah, Prime has God of War. <sighs> hey, uh, wait, is it a Netflix show or a movie for Horizon? Show. Yeah, okay, a, show. a little more faith. Yeah, yeah it's a show... I believe it's being... I'm not going to say that. I'm going straight back to the Gears of War thing because I didn't really input much. I have like zero faith in that movie. I think it's going to be garbage. I think Netflix can only make indie films that are good. Or foreign films. Oh, that's right. The dude who does the Umbrella Academy is doing Horizon on Netflix. Emily Blunt is Aloy? No. No, she's too old. Sorry, Emily. (laughs) They should just cast... The voice actor. <laughs> or the chick from... Uh, Game of Thrones? Yes. Rose Leslie. Yeah, her. Yep. Uh, more video game news. Final Fantasy 16 will have, 16, er, <laughs> will have six months of PS or PlayStation exclusivity. Uh, that time window is a little bit shorter than it has been in the past. So that's interesting. Um, but exciting nonetheless. That wraps up my video game news. Yeah. Nice. Otherwise, I have some movie stuff. I will say the the one other thing that I thought was revealing. Um, you you mentioned Phil Spencer talking about Call of Duty on PlayStation. Phil also addressed the lack of first party games. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that yes, uh, he understands that it has been too long. Um, you know, it's been too long when Brett, who is an avid Xbox fan. Um, for like the first time in 12 years, just was like, I don't even know if I need Xbox Live right now. Like, I can get by on free-to-play games because there's really like, do I need access to the Halo Infinite campaign? No, I, no, no, I don't. The answer is no. <laughs> to play with me. Hey, network co-op tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah, really? Winter update's tomorrow, huh? Yeah, yeah. winter update is tomorrow. But uh, Watch, it's going to get delayed. But I, but I think be like, oh, I think he. Delayed. I got to talk about delays in a minute. They needed they classic. He needed to address it. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. So hopefully here twenty twenty three we're gonna start seeing some. Phil's really good at at getting in front of stuff like this. He's a really good communicator overall. But yeah, he is. Um, I'll say if you have Game Pass right now, the A Plague Tale games are both on there. They're really good. I'm enjoying nice. that second one. And and you talking about Phil uh, reminds me, there were some updates to. I want to. They were like loose updates to kind of the next couple releases in the first party world of Xbox. Yeah. Um, this isn't on my news. Really. Uh, there was clarification on what would come first, Redfall or Starfield, and uh, Redfall is coming first. Red Redfall is rumored to be much further along in its development, and there is rumors swirling that Starfield will catch another delay and be a holiday twenty twenty three release. I am sad. I am very sad about that news as well. I'm always sad when a game gets delayed, but I'm also like, oh, I'm, it's cool. I'm like, I'm fine with it. And like in the world of delays, I believe it was, uh, gosh, was it Rockstar? 
that was saying like I'd rather delay my games over and over and over again than have them flop financially because they released in a broken state. Mm. So like, but then release an animated show and it gets a resurgence. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, classic CD Projekt Red move, man. Yeah, so no, it's they're just, playing the long game. The I think <laughs> I think what we're seeing is this change in the approach to game development and that taking your time to make something that's not a buggy mess at release is very important. Yeah. So. No, but yeah, Phil Spencer, he went on that podcast, and I can't remember which podcast it was, but um, he, he talked a lot about kind of the, just their first party lineup, and yeah. I think 2023 is going to have some juice, so yep. I'm looking forward to it. Um, hmm, I thought this was a humorous news story. The uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie <laughs> got delayed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, scheduling nightmares, the D and D, um, in real life as also apparently in <laughs> in the in the world of the movies. They're just so. trying to get their schedules lined up so they can finish out the campaign. So you try <laughs> finish strong, finish strong. But you know, people are busy. And it just doesn't work out. You gotta wait. Yeah, we're experiencing that currently. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I'm free. No one's no one's mad at anyone. We're just sad we're not playing as much as we should be. Um, yeah, that was funny though. I thought that was funny. Yeah. What I what I found not so funny uh, was when the Russo brothers started talking about their live action Hercules movie and how it will be a modern musical inspired by TikTok. This this was single handedly the dumbest worst news story I've seen this year. Here's what I love about it though. I want them to make this because I want it to fall a lot hard. I need it to be destroyed so that the whole let's remake all of our animated... Except for Treasure Planet. Okay, Treasure... Yes. We want Treasure Planet. Why has that one not been announced? Gosh dang it. Because nobody watched it, so nobody will watch the remake. Everybody will be like, what is this? You think we could pay Disney like 10 bucks for the rights to that? No, they won't sell us anything. They'll put it in the vault. It's too valuable. They'll put it in the vault and then re-release it on Blu-ray, like Classic. they used to do with all the Disney Classic Disney. Um, yeah, I look. I have zero interest in a live-action Hercules. That is a modern musical inspired by TikTok. That my, just sounds like the worst, the worst thing. My so. only interest in this movie comes from the fact that Guy Ritchie's directing it, and I liked, I liked the Aladdin movie. I did. I'll say it. That being said, I don't want. I don't want this. <laughs> this sounds horrible. I don't <sighs> want this. Give us Treasure Planet. Oh man, just wait till the rights go up for the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Oh, oh my god! That you know, look, we can talk about that. They, the team behind the Winnie the Pooh horror movie, want to make a Peter Pan. That movie's gonna make a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, because, we have got to get it's... on the front end of this and make our own fifteen dollar movie, like horror for... or some other. Thing. Yeah, what is the another you know something that's in the public domain that we can make a horror? Steamboat Willie. Is that now? Mm-hmm. Chat. Let Batman us, goes let up us in know, like eight years. L- chat. Let us yeah, know what we uh, <laughs> huh? what public domain story we should make into a horror movie. Over here, what the fanboy? So let's just look up public domain <laughs> characters 20, 2022. Um, 
over. Did you guys have any more movie news specifically? Uh, movie studio news. Oh, okay. Um, James Gunn has been dishing a little bit on his DC role and talking about how busy he is. Popeye in 2024. There we go, baby. Uh, he did come out and say uh, he gave kind of a kind of a high level overview, thirty thousand foot view. It's <laughs> I got oh, sneezed. You okay? Sorry, <laughs> bro. You fine? Um, that was like I didn't even get to sneeze. No. That was really lame. Um, <laughs> and kind of just gave like a thirty thousand foot view on what their plan is. And I'll, I'll read the quote here. He says, "Our initial focus is on the story going forward." Hammering out the new DCU and telling the biggest story ever told across multiple films, television shows, and animated projects. We invite all of the DC fandoms from across the multiverse and everyone else as well into this new universe. We can't wait to reveal more. And this was kind of in response to people asking about the air cut um, and some other things. Uh, saving Legends of Tomorrow mm. uh, was one of the other things. And, you know, he was just kind of like giving the answer of like, hey, you know, we hear you, but we have a plan and this is what we're going to do. And, you know, if those things are a part of it. We'll get there. If they're not, we're just gonna keep on moving. We have plans, and we're gonna we're gonna chase this thing down. So, I really like that he wasn't just like, you know, super accepting and saying, "Yeah, we're gonna do it." And he also wasn't like, "We're just gonna shoot this down." Yeah. Um, because he obviously brought some of David Ayer's ideas to his movie, like character wise. Yeah. And so, um, obviously, that will be kind of part of it moving forward. But I don't think they're releasing the air cut. Uh, that's no. not gonna happen. I think no, the Snyder I... Cut was a disaster, and I don't think they'll ever do that again. So, but no. How dare you call that a disaster? It was a disaster. <laughs> it's the same movie, just with more cameos. It's less saturated, Tyler, and singing, and more slow mo. Mm. Woo. <laughs> and Martian Manhunter said it. It was supposed to be. Oh. Okay, Luke. Did you have any other movie news? Um, I've just got well, it's movie and TV. Okay. I'm just gonna put all these things into one, which is just Marvel casting. <laughs> okay, so, so we have some Marvel casting news. Um, Aubrey Plaza was cast in Agatha, Witch Hunters, whatever it's called, or something. Coven of something, right? Coven of. Kansas. I don't remember. I don't care about that show. I do like Aubrey Plaza though. I think she's funny. Um, Bob Odenkirk was cast in Wonder Man, and Daniel Kaluuya was cast as Spider-Punk in Across the Spider-Verse. So down yeah. for this. Can't wait. I think that's awesome casting. I'll always take more Kaluuya. Me too. Um, but yeah. I like all three of those actors. I approve of each. Even though I'm not excited for the Agatha, whatever it is. Um... Two more stories I have, and I'm going to buy these two. Ooh. Shows went up by one and down by one, so we're still at the same. <laughs> okay. Um, HBO canceled Westworld. Yeah. It's ending with season four. Um, but we have good news, too, and that is Netflix renewed The Sandman for season two. Yes. Uh, I was really nervous this wasn't going to happen. Same. Um, but... Thankfully, they finally freaking approved it. Um, because that show was awesome. But yeah, Sandman, Westworld, thoughts? Um, I'm a little bummed by Westworld. I, I wish it sounded like they had one more season. They had an idea for a season five that would kind of wrap everything up. Um, 
maybe they'll wrap it up with a movie. That's yeah, maybe. That said, uh, I do think this will allow that creative team to go on and do maybe some more unique things elsewhere. Um, we're seeing the peripheral. Uh, we talked about Fallout. Um, so it's not it's not like you know this is a complete. An utter loss. I I haven't seen the the newest season. Uh, audience drop off for three was pretty high, and then for season four apparently has been pretty high as well. I I really enjoyed season three, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting into four when I can. Uh, Sandman season two, I am hyped for though. Did you ever watch the bonus episodes they released? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, I thought the I thought they, I thought they were fine. I yeah. mean, I didn't think they added that much, and I'm glad that they were. A bonus, and it was not like just a cool little stuck in the middle. Cool little story. If you enjoyed the show, here you go. Yeah, but yeah, yep, yeah. Uh, definitely excited for season two of Sandman and what all that can entail. Uh, my last TV news is that Netflix launched its ad version, its ad tier. Um, they added ads. They added ads. You can you can pay less than fifteen dollars um, to watch with ads, but I'm trying to find the list here. You can't watch any of the good stuff. There is a ton of stuff that you can't watch. Hey, listen here. The Crown was on that list, so it's not worth it. <laughs> Dude, the see. Crown comes out this week too. Freaking day! Oh my gosh! So we have. Oh, I'm gonna be so busy. The Crown, Cobra Kai, Arrested Development, Breaking Bad, The Good Place, Grey's Anatomy, House of Cards, How to Get, Get Away with Murder, New Girl, Peaky Blinders, and I'm sure the list is more than that. But just like those are some of their highest rated things, um, show wise. <laughs> and I don't know why. There must be some licensing thing with maybe some of those that aren't, you know, a lot of those aren't Netflix originals. Um, but that's about the only thing I can think of. Um, and that's that's a bummer. Uh, I think if you... I, I dislike when a service... Uh, like, I feel like the, the, the cost... The cost of doing the ad version is that you have ads, not that you have less content. Um, I so I guess it's just weird that they're, you know, cutting them up at the knee. You know, Netflix is things. a little slow. I think they'll catch on. <laughs> Maybe. I remember this was a a prediction I had. Oh, did you? What? Uh, it was my first time we did predictions. Okay. Uh, so they're two years late. Yeah. So in two more years, they'll be like, oh, we can just do ads. And yeah. We get money. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know yeah they're just a little slow just a little slow hbo max did something similar but it wasn't it, it was it was their day, day one day release it was their day and date stuff which i think that makes more sense it does make sense to not have that included and it's also hbo max i guess i don't really know what their ad situation was like really I've always had the full HBO. I know. It's always <laughs> felt like it's been worth it to, to just have the full subscription to that. So, And I'll still keep the Netflix one because I'm watching The Freaking Crown. <laughs> that show is Priorities. Golden. Priorities. That show's so good. Um, I'm so excited. Sorry. Did you yeah, guys have I, any other... I was kind of tuned out here, but I, I'm with you. I think that's just dumb to block all your good stuff. 
Fair enough. Did you guys have any other stories before we move into the fan box? Um, no, but I want to address that the Snyder Cut was much better. I think it was better, but it's not hard to be better than whatever that 2017 <laughs> movie was. Yeah, I think the, the point that we were making there is... It's a disaster is, because of what it spurned. Sure. It's not, a, it's not a disaster in that it was like a... It in of itself was a horrible film or was worse than what it, the, you know, the Justice League was. It's, it's bad because of what it... I don't know, enabled in the online community. <laughs> uh, it was a slippery slope. Yeah. Slippery I, you know, slope. to be honest, I'm glad that it exists at the end of the day, but uh, I don't want that to be a trend necessarily. I'm just tired of hearing about it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, we have a couple fan box questions. Um, our first question is from Patrick. He emailed us. Mahomes? No. Patrick emailed us uh, at what the, uh, what the fanboy at gmail.com. He asks, uh, when do you think Star Wars Episode Ten should take place, and when will it be released? So how far in the future uh, from The Rise of Skywalker does Episode Ten need to be? And then, you know, when are we actually going to see it? Episode 10 should be, um, listen, I'll give some grace years. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say, like, 200 to 300 years <laughs> later. Uh-huh. Um, however, the next animated show should be, mm, five, five to seven years after Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Okay, and when do you want to see episode 10 in theaters? Uh, 2030. <laughs> so, so some time. Some time needs to, needs to pass. Yes, and not, not for the reason, it's because Star Wars fans are the worst, that's why. We're in timeout. Yeah, there you go. I like that. You were mean. You're in timeout. You Star get Wars the Disney fans deserve a little bit of a timeout, don't you? You get Disney Plus and spinoffs until 2030, and then we're gonna try it out again. And if if you can't contain yourself, back in the corner. Yeah, we're done. I think it needs. We need like 50, 60 years to pass, and I think it take it will actually like realistically come out 2025. Okay. So. So that means they're like starting yeah, three years starting it like next yeah. year yeah yeah directed by Taika Waititi. Yep, I think that'll be the uh, the what's its the what's its name the what's his name the Marvel Hat Man Kevin Feige the Kevin Feige one, I think is more likely to be ten than the Taika film, but who well, knows? It's the they, same one. <laughs> they're all yeah. <laughs> it, this movie actually is gonna have three directors. Okay, for me, I'm gonna say. I want it to be like 400 to 500 years. I want it even further. Like, I need it. I need space uh, between when Rise of Skywalker happens and the next one. And I want it to do more of like what, um, you know, here's, here's kind of what the, the galaxy has looked like, you know, maybe in a time of peace and prosperity. And, and then bad guys. And then bad things happen. Um you know, maybe maybe a little more like the dark side, the the prequels. Um, 
work you're going to try and do. In a way. <laughs> you own the Light of the Jedi book, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know I need to, I know I need to read it. That's um, that's the story. Really? Yeah. 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 That's all the Star Wars <laughs> stories. I'm going to yeah. split the difference between you guys and go uh 2027. I like the time. Whoa. I like being in timeout, but I don't like being in timeout that long. So. I just don't think they'll sit on it. No, for sure. I, I see. Here's the if thing: they can, if they can figure it out, they'll, here, they'll, here, they'll push yeah. it through as fast as possible. You said episode ten, though. Uh-huh. I'm not saying there won't be other Star no, Wars. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we'll point. have Rogue Leader, Rogue Squadron. Didn't that get canceled? No. Yes, but no. It got shelf. put on the shelf. And Patty Jenkins will leave it, and then it will get a new director, and then it will be made. I think Tony Gilroy. <laughs> I think she already left, didn't she? I it's think a, I think it was one of those things where it's put on the shelf for now, but they're hope they're wanting her to come back and actually do that. Like they have, it's a little bit like the Ryan Johnson thing. Like it's on the shelf. It's not happening right now, but uh, uh, Lucasfilm would like Rogue to make it Squadron happen. has finally been grounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get whoever worked on Rogue One or Andor is what Easton says. Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy. Yeah. Tony Gilroy. The savior of Rogue One. Um, over in the right chat, now, the savior of Disney we have Plus. a couple questions. Yeah. Uh, Easton asks, with Oscar season coming up, what Oscar movie are you most excited for? And does Top Gun Maverick win a single award? Even though it was great. If there was a even though it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. I'm trying to think of Oscar movies that are coming out. Those are old movies. Yeah. <laughs> the one that I'm excited, most excited for right now, that I just, I saw a trailer for, I, I, we didn't mention this in trailers, um, just like last week, is The Causeway. It's, I think it's out now on Apple TV+, and I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. But that's a... Uh, Apple TV, Apple TV going back Apple, to back. Apple TV+, and that's with Jennifer Lawrence and... Uh, Brian Tyree, no. Yes. Brian Tyrese. Brian Tyree Henry. Tyrese Tyree Henry. Tyree oh. Henry. Yeah. Uh, and that paycheck, Tyrese. <laughs> I think that, I think that right now is one of my like. Oh. Mine's the Fablemans. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's Fable right. Mans is gonna be is gonna be awesome. Uh, mine is. Twisters, starring Helen Hunt. That's not coming out this year. No, I just had to... I <laughs> not had to, with that attitude. I, I had to bring in something out. I did Google's Helen Hunt sign off for Twisters 2 yet, and no, she still has my <sighs> Sad day. We need to make, you need to make a Twitter account of this. Like, every day. I'm sure out, there is one. I just tweet need, out no. We should just retweet it every day. <laughs> Perfect. Let's do it. Um, and I, I think Top Gun Maverick's probably one of those movies that will get snubbed. I, I say snubbed. I just don't think it's it quite falls into... Any of the big nominee categories that actually get That's why they need a picked. stunts category. Yeah, I think the more technical things. Oh yeah, like maybe your production like, design, your cinematography. Those I types. think maybe cinematography could could. I think it will nom. get nominated, but I don't, I don't know if it will win. Because no. I think whatever it's nominated for, I think the Batman could be too. Fair, yeah. That was going to be my question is, does the Batman win anything? Yeah. God, I hope so. Um, Gambler Master over in the chat 
here's an opinion question. Is James Gunn heading the DCU? Wait. With James, I think he, I think he means with James Gunn heading the DCU. Should he let the Flash movie see the light of day? Oh, okay. Should, should James Gunn blah, blah, blah. should James Gunn cancel the Flash movie? I don't think he has that power. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. No, I would say that... I think it's if James Gunn is heading the DCU. But he is heading the DCU. Yeah. <laughs> I think this... Anything that has been decided prior to his arrival, I don't think he has any say over. So... I this I think the only the it'll re, come out it already has a sequel written <laughs> and they're actively reshooting it right now so like the only person who has the uh, ability to kill the Flash movie is Ezra Miller. True. If if and they have tried their hardest. If they if they continue to just you know the six months. They just need to hide in their little cabin in Vermont. <laughs> oh, they already did that. Um, different okay. cabin. Different cabin, maybe in a different state. Uh, maybe leave the U.S. entirely. <laughs> maybe hide in a police Lefty also jail. has this Gears of War casting question. Yeah. And I have my answer. Okay, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't... I think... To go back to his Flash question, I don't think he has... James Gunn has that power. I do think the Flash movie will see the light of day um, unless... Ezra does something truly horrific. Yeah. So, yes. You he you had a uh, he, yeah. So so Lepke had asked or Gamer Master in the chat had asked, uh, "Who's your your cast?" And I'm just gonna cast the four main guys. So mm-hmm. Marcus, Dom, Baird, and Cole. Um, there's a lot of fan casts for like some big actors in terms of popularity. I'm gonna choose big actors. Um, and I don't know if it's realistic, but Batista for Marcus, Javier Bardem for Dom, Chris Pine for Baird, and this is the smallest actor of them all, Lester Spate for Cole. Uh, Lester Spate voices Cole, and he kind of is just, you know, the model for yeah. that character. So I think I mean, he does some acting. He'll be cheap. All he has to do is be loud and rambunctious, and I think he can do that. Um, I think the reason I would want Batista and Bardem for Marcus and Dom is that that is the emotional crux. Uh, Big actors um, in the literal sense. <laughs> yeah, I think Chris Pine would be by far the smallest person in this cast. I would cast Dwayne The Rock Johnson as every role because he's the only person big enough. So like, Except for Carmine, which I would then cast. Emily uh, Blunt. No, his arch enemy. Chris what, Pratt? What's his name? John from... Cena. <laughs> Do, 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 Dude, do, do, he's he's no. a popular choice for Baird. <laughs> I am I uh, Vin oh. Diesel. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> so like Roman Reigns. I hate all of the like. Everybody was like Chris Pratt, Ryan Reynolds, and it's like no, keep those dudes out of this. Um, especially like somebody had Chris Pratt for Marcus. Oh, like absolutely what? not. Uh, that that would be a horrible decision. Um, I think you want somebody who's a little bit gruff. And I think uh, <clears throat> you should watch the terminal list. I'm not saying he'd be good for the rule, but right. Wait, did, no. you, did you uh, did you talk about that? That Cliffy B. Okay, Cliff has is, voice support for Dave. Cliffy Batista. B's back on my on my good list. Thank you, Cliff, for Dave Batista pl- to play Marcus Phoenix. I'm on. I, I'm just really on board with him playing Marcus Phoenix. I think Dave Batista is a, a better actor than he probably gets credit for. 
So. Yeah, I think he's gonna be. Uh, I think he's gonna be one of those actors who, over the next five years, just really kind of takes off. Takes off. Yeah. Get the guy who played the mountain. Oh. In Game of Thrones. <laughs> he could be General Ram. Oh yeah, the guy I never beat. Quit yeah. playing the game forever. <laughs> yeah. Man, Luke, I I know you don't like gears, but come on now. Let me be excited, please. I'm, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be good. But I'm so pumped. Can't All right. What's happening? I think that's that's a good opportunity, good place for us. I thought to, that was good casting. I was to finish fun. finish our episode. Um, real quick, I want to just shout out uh, the Movie Moron podcast. I have my banshees of Irin Inishirin. Um Inishirin is over there full like we do a solid 20 minutes of non-spoilers and then like another hour of we just dive into it. Um, I think that this is one of those movies that actually does probably ha- will probably have some Oscar buzz for um, the actors. Um, but yeah, the movie moron, find them wherever you watch uh, or listen to um, podcasts, but I I know they're on Spotify for sure. Um, it's out now. Yeah, you, you don't have to even wait. Just as soon as this is over, go over and watch it. Uh, you can, uh, of course, write us for Fanbox questions at the email, uh, with the fanboy at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you next week to talk about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So, thank I got you, everyone. Tickets. Bye! Bye!